Season 2, we are back. Squad Builder Podcast, we in the house. The 23-24 school year is upon us. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. This podcast is bringing some serious heat this season. We about to drop that new theme music. Let's go. Hello, 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 activators. An activator by definition is a substance used to induce or accelerate a reaction. You, my listeners, are the activators that are needed to shake things up in education in the realm of building and maintaining highly effective and successful teams in our schools. Welcome to the Squad Builder Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gerard Phillips, Sr., Thank you for joining me for this episode, Activators. Coming to you solo this episode to kick off my second season, but I'm glad to bring this episode to you today. I know some of my Activators out there have already returned to school while some are heading back in within a week. I know I was joking around on social media this past weekend. About, you know, all of us that are 12-monthers, we know some 10-monthers are just like rubbing it in. So, just had to make some 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 comedy out of that. But, nonetheless, we all about to be back together, rocking it out for kids. And, we know, it's been a lot of great things going on this summer uh, in schools. Even though kids, for the most part, um, haven't been there outside of like, you know, summer school or any other special programs that, you know, your school, your district might have had going on. Uh, but just, you know, connecting with people. Name of the game this summer been uh, self-care, y'all. Even for me, like, I'm bad at it. But um, I know my wife keeps that right in front of me. But self-care was the name of the game this summer, y'all. Uh, I know one of my four self-care and... When I first was at AP, the district I was in, that's what we did, and I've carried it on. Um, thank God it's been uh, something that I've been able to keep doing, but I, summertime, I love my my 10-hour 10 10 hour days, my four days a week. School leaves, we putting that time in anyway, so why not grind it out them four days, make that weekend a little longer. Uh, I love it. Uh, I absolutely love these summer hours. But uh, I make sure I put that work in from the time I step in the building to the time I lead the building so that way I can, you know, as they say in sports, leave it all on the field or leave it all on the court when I walk out of the building for the day. So I ain't really been doing a lot of, like, you know, work at home, just here and there doing the stuff that you, you know, just trying to get ahead of some stuff, but. Self-care has been the name of the game uh, for a lot of educators across the country. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. But there's still been some good stuff going on in schools and happening this summer when it comes to, like, planning and preparation for, 
you know, when teachers come back to school and when kids come back, I know when I was at the NESB conference, got a chance to connect and uh, learn with other other school leaders across the country. And uh, it's a lot of good work uh, going on in, uh, in schools during the summer for uh, my activators that are teacher leaders that are 10 monthers that, that tune into the podcast. Just know it ain't, it ain't school leaders just sitting around in the summer. We, we grind and we, we thinking about how to better serve y'all when you come back, how to serve teachers, how to serve uh, kids, how to serve families, like all that's in the consideration. Uh, it's, it's all about self-evaluation. Um, y'all got to bear with me this episode. Just, Getting a lot of things out that I normally, you know, wouldn't be able to do if I had a guess. Just going what's uh, what's in my heart and uh, what's in my spirit on this episode to kick off kick off the year. But like I was saying, a lot of a lot of good uh, good things with planning and preparation are happening uh, during the summer. Uh, but also too. We got to be mindful that all types of surprises can take place in the summer that can uh, cause some of our plans to seriously be altered. And sometimes them, those those things might be last week before teachers come back or kids come back. We know things like school enrollment numbers can grow if you're in an up and coming area where it's a lot of construction going on and uh, a lot of families moving in. Uh Another thing that can happen, teachers can make moves uh, at the last minute or throughout the summer to, you know, to get a position closer to home or, you know, to go work for a leader they worked for before or to get a new leader or just seize an opportunity f- to make some change. Uh, there are so many factors that can lead to schools needing to hire new team members. Uh, but we always want to pay homage and thank those educators that I put in the work for kids at any particular school, even when they leave. Uh, every educator is, is unique in their own way, so we should look at them as somebody that's uh, replaceable. Uh, nobody's replaceable. Everybody is unique. Uh, there will never be another you um, in that role, so nobody's replaceable. Uh, we just want to you know, keep promoting that people are more than their positions, their roles, and their, their job descriptions. Uh, we want to we want to get that out the way. Uh, I don't want to take uh, people leaving leaving our schools um, across America, across the world, as we have transition and uh, some retention concerns. We don't want to we don't want to take that lightly. I can speak for myself, and I can speak for a lot of my colleagues that I connect with on the regular. Uh, we self evaluate our own leadership and the way we support teachers. Uh, when we have teachers leave, we we self evaluate when we have movement or um, you know, just things that happen when it comes to staffing. We we self evaluate um, because learning learning lessons for us to grow to get better. Cause that's what it's about. Because uh, when we get better, teachers get better, kids get better, everybody wins. So we we self evaluate when them things come about. I thought that way as an assistant principal and uh think that way now as as a principal. Uh we school leaders, we we're in the people business and uh, we just can't lose sight of that. However, when we do have these vacancies, I believe in flipping the narrative into ensuring that we're trying to find people that are all 
and for kids. But before we can even think about the candidates that are coming in the interview, do we have a clear vision, mission, a thought out vision for the upcoming school year? I just want to give credit to those that are interviewing for positions the last few years. Uh, not only have I witnessed it, but I've heard um, throughout a couple things that I heard uh, from those I've connected with and uh, coached around the interviewing process. Because I do, I do coach some people when they reach out and want some pointers. Because Lord knows, I did a lot of interviewing to uh, to get finally getting the assistant principal seat. So I got. I got some experience with it um good bad ugly but it all was was for my making so i do do some some coaching and consulting and mentoring around uh around that when those uh opportunities present themselves but those people they, they tell me that they're they're interested in what the overall vision of school principals are for their particular schools a lot of times you might think the, the main thing for movement is money but like talking to you know the people that i connect with and uh, just, you know, reading some feedback on social media platforms and educational spaces. Uh, teachers, teacher leaders, uh, assistant principals, principals when it comes to like that superintendent level, they, they looking for leaders uh, um, where they, they know that clear overall vision and mission. And uh, that, that that's what it is. Uh Danny Bauer, he was on my uh, on my podcast for that last episode of season one. If you haven't listened to it, go check that episode out. It is blazing hot as fire. Uh, his latest book uh, in reference to the 90 day entry plans, uh, you know, building that leadership momentum. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it, but because I want to send you back to that episode if you listen to it. But uh, go check it out, because in his book, he mentioned about vision and since that's been in my spirit for a couple weeks now, uh, that that book really uh, spoke to me in that regard, and uh, I can't shake it. So this season, this podcast, we're really gonna be we're really gonna be speaking a lot to uh, school leaders as we've been doing, but we also gonna be speaking a lot to teacher leaders as well. Um, Y'all bear with me. I'm all I'm all over the place with this episode, just getting some some ideas out, but. When teachers are leading from their classrooms, a lot of great things happen. I'm going to repeat that. When teachers are leading from their classrooms, a lot of great things can happen. Uh, anybody, anyone can step into that role of teacher leader without being given a formal position or title around the common position that are looked at as teacher leaders. Uh, many of them positions we know, reading and math specialists, department heads, instructional coaches, and deans to name several of the most, uh, you know, the most common ones. But what I've found is that teachers that have class rosters and that teach for a majority of their workday in schools, they possess a lot of leadership tools that can really help school leaders, uh, help us eliminate uh, a lot of drama and mediocrity that can sometimes creep creep up into our schools. That's a fact, and it's reality. In my leadership journey, teacher leaders have really highlighted blind spots for me that I didn't see were big issues or concerns as they were seeing it from the teacher perspective. And as Principal Cafele says in reference to 
these collegial relationships that that he he talks about that we need to have with uh with teachers them collegial relationships are needed in order to move that instructional needle in schools and if they they spot them blind spots and you can get on it early you taking away a lot of stuff that's getting in the way of kids succeeding um and you don't gotta spend as much time as you would have to spend if you didn't if they didn't help you catch it earlier so big ups to the teacher leaders out there like i said bear with me activators this uh inaugural episode of season two is about me getting some different thoughts and ideas out here um that have been on my mind as i reflect on my educational leadership journey i wouldn't be able to like you know go off the i ain't even going off the cuff because this is like all in my mind all in my in my spirit right now so uh, just some things just to put into the space to set the tone for this second season. But one thing that I, that has really been on my mind, another topic that I wanted to delve into is a idea that I've been thinking about, which is there are silver linings and bad choices and decisions that we make. I'm going to repeat that. There are silver linings in bad choices and decisions that we make. I know that sounds weird, but none of us, we want to continue to make bad or ill-advised choices or decisions. But let's be real. It happens. Um, our own thoughts around what we want to do or how things can be done or our own critique about what we think a leader should do or be like can lead us to make decisions and choices that we see we're not the greatest once we reflect on it. Uh, and once we reflect on them, it is what it is. Everything we do should involve self-evaluation at some point and not pushing stuff off on other people. Some of us from the leadership perspective, um, you know, we've decided, oh, let me, let me back up. Let me back up. Um, some of us in our educational roles, we've, you know, decided to take, you know, principal positions at new schools or um, district office leaders at uh, new positions in new districts all across the country. Uh, teachers have secured teaching positions in different schools and different districts. And we know new beginnings can be exciting, but sometimes as the months go by in these new roles, we realize that the move we made probably wasn't the best decision. Uh, here's the kicker. A lot of time, this is when the blame game kicks in. We start saying things like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. So-and-so led me astray in reference to what the role was going to be. And here's the go-to statement uh, that we hear a lot in our profession, education. I didn't feel supported. I didn't feel supported. And we ain't going to go down a rabbit hole because uh, I need to do an episode and, and find the right guest to bring on or either have a panel of like, you know, some teachers, some teacher leaders and some principals. And we really dig into a topic that I like to call support versus handholding or what are the different perspectives of what support means. But uh, let me get back to where I was heading because I don't want to go on a rabbit hole with that one. But those go-to statements and mindset of 
this isn't, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, so-and-so led me astray in reference to what the role was going to be, or I didn't feel supported. Um, that type of, you know, language or thinking put stuff off on other people. And in order to grow and avoid bad choices and decisions, we must look at the mindset that we were in when we made that choice or decision. Because when we self-reflect, we will come face-to-face -face with the hard realization that we made a decision based on preference or emotion instead of aligning it with our core values. It always has to come back to us. And once we realize that we made a bad decision, we got to just return to where our mindset was in that. Because uh, we got to reflect on it. We got to see what we were thinking, what we were in our emotions, um, and just some other things that where we got to deal with self. Uh, we can't blame it on the person who hired us or uh, the person we listened to said, if I were you, I would. Y'all know, know that goes when you reach out to somebody for advice. If I were you, I would, but you know, they're not, they're not you. I'm not you. You're not me. So we, we got self reflect and self evaluate. Uh, everybody else ain't at fault for these bad decisions that we, we sometimes make. I'm guilty of it, but I can't blame. I can't blame my principal colleagues down the street. I can't blame my teachers. I can't blame my students. I can't blame my parents. I got to look inward and self-reflect on where was my mindset when I made that bad decision. Everyone else isn't at fault for these bad decisions that we make. We just got to revisit our mindset and our own thinking about things. So for this 23-24 school year, my desire, I got a desire for all of us. I got a desire for all of us. My desire is to see my educator colleagues all over the world seize the day each morning when they wake up. My desire is to see all of us block out all the noise and keep the main thing the main thing. That's my time with y'all on this episode. Come back next week and the week after and the week after and the week after as these guests come on and drop some serious knowledge to help you up your game, help me up my game. And until next time, let's activate, motivate, and squad up. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode.